Okay, today's daf is Erevin daf Tzadi Ches. We are on Tzadi Zayin Amad Beis, the Mishnah, about seven lines from the bottom. So we actually saw this several times already. Uh, in Shabbos, Erevin Hayakari B'Sefer Ale Skupa. Someone's reading a Sefer. So Rashi points out a Sefer back in the day, they used to make it like a gillion with, um, you know, like a Sefer Torah, a scroll, classic scroll. It doesn't mean it was a Sefer Torah, but it, it could be, you know, the Halacha Sefer, but it was made like a scroll. And you're reading it, Alice Kupi, sitting on your porch, on your step, stoop, and you're reading it. And it rolls off, but you're still holding on to one half. So the second half rolls away from you. You're still holding on to the original. You're still holding on to one of the, one of the part of the scroll. So you let it roll it back to yourself. Why? So we don't, we're not getting into some of the details yet. We're going to get to that in the Gemara. But just on a simple level, since I'm still holding on to half of it, it never really went out of this Rishos, and I could bring it back in. Maybe there will be an Insider Abanon, maybe there's some type of Heter, because it's Kisvei Kodesh, but that's the first part. Next, next case, and you're going to ask, what's the difference? But you have a next case, someone's reading on top of a roof, and the Sefer rolls out of his hand. Again, he's still holding on to the half of it. If the scroll never gets within 10 tfachim of the ground of Rosh Hashanah go to the so you can bring it back roll it back once it hits within the 10 tfachim of the ground then already it's considered part of Rosh Hashanah and then I cannot roll it back to me now we're going to ask what's the difference in this case and the first case so the Gemara is going to ask that question but at this point when it comes to a roof for some reason you cannot so what do you do you have a safer Tyra you have Megillah it's it's a uh, it's in a bazillion. It's just open in the middle of nowhere. So what do you do? You turn it over. You turn it so that the ksav is facing the wall, facing the house, meaning you want a roof, and it rolled off the roof. So turn it that the words are facing the wall so it's not such a bazillion. That's what you should do. Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't have to be ten tvachim above the ground, even if it's just a hair or a needle above the ground, meaning it didn't touch the ground. Right, football, right? It didn't, it didn't hit the ground. It could be a half an inch within the ground. As long as it didn't touch the ground, you're allowed to bring it back to you because that is not called a Hanacha. It never landed in Rosh Hashanah. And we're going to explain Rabbi Yehuda Shita. Rabbi Shimon has the most lenient opinion here. Opinion Even if it does land on the ground, it's in Rosh Hashanah. It's still Goyle Yetzlai. Why? Because at most, you're only going to violate an Issa Durabanan. Why is that? Even if it's a Rosh Hashanah, and I'm in Rosh Hashanah, since I'm holding on to half of it, this thing never left Rosh Hashanah. So it's at worst a Issa Durabanan. She'ein l'chadavar misham shvos, oimid v'pnei kisvi In order to save kisvi HaKadosh from Bizayin, we just spoke about this regarding Tefillin. So, in a similar uh, way, when it comes to Isuri Durabanan, we'll wave an Isuri Durabanan in order to save Kisvei Kaddish. Instead of having a Sefer Torah lying, you know, exposed from one's roof to the floor, you could roll it back. Okay. The Gemara says, What is the case of Iskupa? Meaning, we know the roof, for some reason, you can't bring it back from the roof. You know, when it landed on the ground, but by a scupa you could. So, what is this scupa? Hechidami, going back to the first parak of Shabbos. We're talking about Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Kamalis, So, all that will be touched upon in this sugya. If the stoop is a Rosh Hashanah, 10 tvachim above the ground, dollar by dollar tvachim wide, vikama, and in front of it is Rosh Hashanah. So, that's 
it makes it makes sense that they have Rosh Yachar and Rosh Hashanah. Okay, yet the Mishnah said I'm allowed to bring it back. Why would I not be able to bring it back? Maybe there's a Gzera. What would be the Gzera of Eloi Gazrina? And we don't make a Gzera. The Gzera would have been Maybe it's going to fall entirely out of your hand. The half that you're holding is going to slip out of your hand. And you might pick the whole thing up, bring it back to your stoop. And we're not Gzera. The first mission, the first part of the mission said, no problem, you could do it. We're not concerned for this Gzera. So Mani, who does, this, who, does, who does it sound like the author of this mission is? Rabbi Shimonhi, who said at the end of the Mishnah, the problem is, if Rabbi Shimon is the one that authored the beginning, then aim the sefer. Look at the sefer. It says, by the case of the roof, that as long as it didn't touch the ground, you can bring it back. So it comes along Rabbi Shimon, even if it touches the ground, you can bring it back. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. What's the problem? Reisha of the Sefer, Rabbi Shimon, Mitzias, Rabbi Yehuda. Why would the Mishnah start out saying Rabbi Shimon's opinion, then tell us Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, then go back to Rabbi Shimon's opinion? Doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, they have no choice. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, that's what it is. Reisha of the Sefer, Rabbi Shimon, and Mitziasa Rabbi Yehuda. So according to Rabbi Shimon, any time you're saving Kisvei Kodesh, as long as you're not violating an Issa right? so you're still holding on to half of it, you're allowed to bring it back in. According to well, Let's say you're Rosh Hashanah Yachid. You're, it has to be within 10 feet of the ground. No, so that, was, that, was a, that was a different opinion. That if it right, didn't right. go within Rosh, 10 feet... Does everyone think about how high? Let's say it's one story or four stories. Well, the, as long as you're 10 feet above the ground, dal by dal, you're Rosh Hashanah Yachid. You could be a thousand, you could be on top of a, a building also, you're Rosh Hashanah Yachid. Let's make a difference. Rosh Hashanah Yachid, Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, right? Okay. So that's answer number one. Answer number one doesn't really fit with the text of the Mishnah. It's odd that to start Rav Shimon, finish with Rav Shimon, and throw in Rav Yehuda sheet in the middle. But that fits. According to Rav Yehuda, that's what we have. We have no choice, and therefore that's the answer. Comes along Rav, we're going to have a few more teruts. And Rav, I'm going to tell you a different shot. We're talking about a different type of case. What, the case of the roof was, a person has a roof, he dropped his scroll, it rolled out of his hand, he's still holding on to the other half. So, since it won't be such a bazillion, let him just turn it over and don't bring it back. However, by his scupa, someone has a stoop, and he's the most, uh, I don't know, he's a, he's a popular fellow in town. Everyone comes to his house all the time. It's Hanidresses. People are walking there constantly. And therefore, there'll be more of a bazillion if the safer tire was exposed by his stoop than a classic case of someone reading on a roof and it fell off the roof. So in that case, everyone agrees by his scupa, which is Nidras says, everyone agrees because of the severity of the bazillion of Kisvei Kodesh, one is allowed to bring the scroll, roll the scroll back up to the to that scupa. Yeah, but you're not violating the because you're still holding on to half of it. You're right, it will be a shvus. Yeah, so it just means there's a lot of people there. It'll still be Rosh Hashanah. Eisvei Abayah Abayah asked Rabbi the following question The, the Brysa so Very often Yeah, he's bothered by it. If, it's, if it's a Rosh Hashanah that has so many people Maybe it's no longer considered a Rosh Hashanah So He rolled off the stoop Into the Shusharab Yeah But you can you, 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 But it's in an area right where Let's say you have a guy, in, a guy in town A fellow in town He's always making Shalom Zachars in his house Brissim, Kiddush He's like the most popular Or a shul You have a shul that has a, a, a scupa, right? So it might be Rosh Hashanah But you have so many people walking through it We're worried about the Kisvei Kodesh Because 
there's going to be a lot of people walking through this. It's more of a bazillion than someone who's reading in his private home, off his roof, off his roof, and dropped the scroll. No one's going to see it. So it's not the end of the world as far as bazillion versus everyone's going to walk through this soup. That's why it's more of a bazillion. Okay, so very often the Brisa explains the Mishnah. So Esay Abaya, Abaya asks the Kasha to Rabba from the following Brisa. The Brisa explains that when the Sefer roll, rolled off your Iskupa, that's Dafka Toich Arba Amois. That's when, it with, if, it's only with, if it's within four Amois of the Iskupa, it didn't go four Amois into Rishon Sarabim, only 3.9, then Goyle Yetzle. You could roll it back. But Chutzla Arba, if it went beyond four Amois in Rishon Sarabim, you have no choice, you have to just turn it over that the words should be facing the floor and not exposed. Now, if we're talking about an escupa nidresses, that is a bazillion gadol, so mali toich arba amos, mali chutzla arba amos, who cares where it rolled, how far it rolled. At the end of the day, there's no isodaraisa, because even if it's four amos away from me, I'm still holding on to half of it. It's not going to be an isodaraisa, so why are we differentiating between three amos, four amos, who cares? They should both be mutter. If we're talking about a iskupa, that's nidresses, and it's a design for the ksav to be there. Who cares? Three amas, four amas, why do we make this this uh, this this chiluk? So Alam Rabaya, I'll tell you Pshat in the Mishnah. So this is the third Pshat we have so far in the Mishnah. Hacha be iskupa askinan. The case of the iskupa is a karmelis. It's not a Roshasiachan. So and Rosh Harabim Oyveris Lafanal. And you have Rosh Harabim, you have the, the highway is right in front of it. And you were reading on the stoop. How are you allowed to do that? I don't know. You found the book there. You found the scroll. And you started reading. You didn't carry it. And as you're reading it, it just rolls away. And now half of it's in the Rosh Hashanah. You're still holding on to half of it. So now we, we try to figure out what's going to be a concern. Toich Arba Amois, if the other half of the scroll is still within four Amois from the Yisupa, if it would fall from my hand and I would get up and go pick it up, and bring it back. Why am I not chayav chatos? Because I'm only carrying from Rishus Rabim to a Carmelis. There's no chayav chatos there. And did I carry Dalit Amos from Rishus Rabim? No, because only went three Amos. Therefore, show the Rabbanon. We're not going to make a zero on this. Therefore, we can roll it back. But if it's beyond four Amos, if you brought it back, because you carried four Amos from Rishus Rabim, which is interesting. Many hold you not chayav chatos in that case. But okay, it seems like you're chayav chatos. Loi show the Rabbanon. Rabbanon were not, they're not allow you to go roll it back. So the Gemara says, if it's true that the reason why we differentiate is because there's a concern you might, you might carry, so then just because it fell only three Amis away from the Carmelis, there should be another Xerah. What would the Xerah be? So imagine someone has a house. In front of the house, they have the scupa. For some reason, without getting into the details, their scupa has a din of a caramelis. Okay? They're sitting on their caramelis. Their scroll rolls away into the, onto the highway. Now, can they roll it back? So from a Deraisa standpoint, yes, because it didn't fully leave your hand. It never left. From a Deraisa standpoint, maybe you might carry it back to the caramelis, right? But the carrying to a caramelis is no chiv chatos, so it should be mutter. Comes along the Gemara, yachi. Should there, st- there should still be a concern that I would go pick it up and bring it back to my house. Why is there no concern? He'll bring it back to his home. And Well, one second. He's not going directly from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. He's passing through a Kamalist. 
less lumbar, and therefore there should be no isra taira. So the Gemara says it's not true. I'm a rabba. Hamaver chetetz mitchilas abla soif arma vehaviru derech alav derech alav chayiv. Let's say a person carries down amas from shusar rabim, but he wants to be creative. He doesn't want to violate this the raisa, so he picks up uh, I don't know a ball and he holds it above his head. Ten tefachim above the ground, so technically it's in a mukhim pator. It's not a rishusarab anymore. He carries four amas and puts it down. So the ball passed through mukhim pator or karmelis, right? So maybe shouldn't be chayiv. Yet everyone knows you're chayiv chatos because it never stopped. If you would have put it down and then carried another two amas, it stopped. But if it didn't stop, so you could be chayiv. So why are we not concerned that you're going to pick up something Rosh Hashanah and just bring it back to your house? Yeah, you're going to pass by the skupa. That's a kamalus. Who cares? You're going Rosh Hashanah and you're doing Aki Rosh Hashanah Hanacha and Rosh Hashanah What does this case have to do with that? Well, the ball? The point is that we're just trying to bring a raya that just because you passed through a makam pator doesn't change anything. If you carry from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah right? Without Amas. Or Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah you're always chayiv. Whether or not you passed through something. So when I have a caramelist in front of my house and the scroll rolled away, maybe I would pick it up. So if I would only pick it up and bring it back to the caramelist, you didn't violate it, the right. So don't make it xeri, you might pick it up. But if I would pick it up, maybe I would bring it back into my house. So wouldn't that be an Issa Deraisa? The whole thing's not the whole thing. Like, right, right. If the, whole thing would, the whole thing would, yeah, if the whole thing would drop out of my hand, right? You're rolling so it. Now the second half it's a gazera that, it, since it might drop out of your hand, and then you'll come to bring it in. Right. Like it's fake, fake. You might drop the first half, and then might drop the second half. Yeah. Well, I already dropped the first half. Drop the first half, and you might not drop the second half. You it, should be reading on your porch. Then. <laughs> I mean, you should be allowed to do that though, in the front of the yeah. gazera. Don't read on the porch. Yeah. Seems like right a most straightforward yeah. gazera. Okay, we're gonna see the next. The next mission talks about it. Can you use a ledge? In, on your porch, can't use these things. If it's gonna fall, you might bring it back in. That's the next mission. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So comes along the Gemara. So It's a very long stoop, and therefore By the time you you're bringing it back from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh you're gonna say one second. It's Shabbos. You're not going to bring it into Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara says that, so that's one terrace. It's not very long. However, when you pick it up, you're going to look at it. By the time you're looking at this chiddush uh, that you found, you're not going to, uh, I'm sorry, manachlu, you're gonna, that's called a hanacha, and therefore you did a hanacha in the Carmelis, and you're not going to carry from Rosh to the straight to Rosh going to stop in the Carmelis for a break to look at the Chiddush of the Chassam Seifer, and then you're going to go to Rosh Yachid, so it won't be considered a Kira Nacha on a Daraisa standpoint. Faithing a more obvious question, Okay, he's going to look, yeah, you're right. They're always Ma'ayin in the Seifer. You're going to be Ma'ayin in Rosh Hashanah. Then you're going to say, oh, Marthik a Chiddush. Then you're going to close it, and then you're going to walk from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Yachid. So the Gemara says, you're right. So that's not a real teretz. So instead, we're going to go back to an old shita that we mentioned many, many times. Hamani ben Azahi. This is the shita ben Azahi who holds. He holds every time you take a step, that's called hanacha. Uh, so when I walk in Rosh Hashanah, every time I take a step, I stopped. So we asked the kasha, Toysus asked the kasha, how you ever over Dalat Amos in Rosh Hashanah? So what does he say? If you jump, the kaifets. If you jump, so then 
uh, you could be over that because um, the way you jump, you take two, two, two feet off the ground, you're running, you're jumping, you could go six, six feet or seven feet, whatever. That's how, how wide is your, your broad jump. So, <laughs> so that's the way you'd be over. The famous, famous story, Rev. Label Eger came to, to he, told, he wrote a letter to his father or grandfather that he never understood this Tysus. Rev. Keith Eger has a caution of Tysus because Rabbah has a Gzeira, by Megillah, by Shoifer, Shema Yavi Renu Dalar Amos Bishos That a person you can't blow Shoifer on Shabbos because you might carry a Dalar Amos Bishos According to Ben Azai, the only time you're concerned for this is no, not walking. You're going to have to jump, right? So Label Eger said when he went to Kutsk, he found, became, he became Hasidish. So he found the tarot. He said, when I went to Kutsk, I realized you could jump, Taka, six Dalar Amos for a mitzvah. Okay. Next. What? Because he jumped to his room. No, because he's in the mitzvah, the simcha. Okay. Next. The Amar Mahalach Karmidam. If I think Amar of a Dimo Zarek Lumizrik, but maybe you're going to throw it. Even Ben Azir agrees if you throw something more than Da'ar Amois, it will be a problem. So the Gemara says, Rav Yechonim Oedim Ben Azir Bezarek, you can't throw that. I'm sorry, I'm right. Yechonim Oedim Ben Azir Bezarek. So the Gemara says, Amar of Acha Barahava Zoy Samaris, Imazark and Kisle Kaddish. You can't throw Kisle Kaddish. There's no concern. You end up throwing it back into your house. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, you're reading on a roof. You're reading on a roof, and the Sefer Torah rolls away from you. So what do you do? You turn it on the Ksav. Let's say you're a Sefer, and you write Sefer Torah. You can't just turn it over uh, that you should turn the, turn the book like this. I'm not going to do it, but you shouldn't do it. Right? So what's going on here? So the Gemara says, You have to, close, you have to put a bag on top to close it. So the Gemara says, "Hasam Efshar, Hachalay Efshar." You have no choice. If you don't turn it over, it could be Zoyin Kisei Kadosh It's the better of the two evils. You're right. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't turn it over. But I have no choice. I don't have a baguette to put on top. It's laying exposed in Rishus Rabbim. So what you do is you turn it over. That's the better of the two evils. That's the Mishnah. Hold on a second. Why are we telling? Why are we saying it's usher to bring it back? Maybe at this point it's still rolling. It's rolling, 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 right? So it never stopped. Maybe at this point, just, just roll it back. If it didn't do Hanacha, there's no problem. So the Gemara says, Amarava Mashupa. We're talking about a wall that was on an incline, and therefore it did stop. Since it stopped, even though it's, you know, let's say ten, uh, eight Tvachim above the ground, but since it did stop, it came to a rest, it's considered a Hanacha, and therefore you cannot bring it back. So Amalea Baya. How did you understand our Mishnah? They were talking about a slanted wall and a scroll came to a rest on the, on, on the uh, slant. Look at the end of the Mishnah. It says, Even if it's only a, 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 a here, a, a string above the ground, you'll have to bring it back. But it sounds like if it would take, if it, rested on the ground. Rabbi Yehuda would hold. You cannot bring it back. But according to our understanding of this Mishnah, that it's a slanted wall, it came to a rest. Even though it's a few inches above the ground, but it's, it's, on, a, it's on an angle, it's on a wall, and it's resting. So the Gemara says, you're right, we have to rewrite the Mishnah. It's missing some words. When do we say that you're not allowed to bring it back? That's because of Meshupa. That's when it's a slanted wall and the safer resting on the angle. Aval. 
If you have a wall that's not on an angle, and therefore there's no nowhere for it to rest, it's just rolling down. So if it's lamala mishlosh, if it's three tefachim above the ground, and this is not, not something we saw in the Mishnah, new new idea here. If it's three tefachim above the ground, then you could bring it back. But lamala sorry, lamata mishlosh, if it's within three tefachim above the ground. That is considered munach. It's considered a hanacha b'shusarabim. Right? Rashi explains as if the ground goes up three tefachim. There you have no choice. You must turn it over. Let's ignore the two dots as the 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 um. Tziyunim tell us to ignore it. So Rabbi Huda Aimer, afilu inim is lokman aretz. Even if it's only a little bit above the ground. He holds that you need to have a hanach on something. Just being within three tefachim of the ground does not call it a hanacha. Rav said on Shabbos Tavkuf, according to the Rabbanon, within three tefachim of the ground is not automatically called a hanacha. You need to have an actual Resting, maybe he, he holds it's a machloikes tanam that they go like Rabbi Yehuda that holds you need to have hanacha gabi mashu and the Tanakama holds like something else you have machloikes in the tanam. So Rabbi said it's din that's a machloikes tanam. So the Gemara says we didn't finish rewriting the Mishnah. Ella kula Rabbi Yehuda. The entire Mishnah is the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. This is what the Mishnah meant to say. But when do we say that? That when it reaches within three tefachim of the ground, then you can't bring it back. That's because of meshupa. So if you have two things here, it's a kaisa meshupa. So it came to a rest, and it's within three tefachim of the ground. So you have two things working for you. It's within three, and it's al gabi mashru. That's when it's considered a hanacha. Avo bekaisa shenim meshupa. If it's just a flat wall, afilu pachas meshupa Even within three tefachim of the ground, you could always bring it back as long as it did not touch the ground. Just a small amount. In order to be considered hoitzah, you have to have a hanacha on something, and you're picking it up once it came to a rest. Okay, next Mishnah. I'm assuming you're on a you're on a roof and you have a slanted wall, right? Well, that's like this, right? You're on, you're here, you drop it, and it just comes to a rest, like right over here. So it's Within 10 tefachim of the ground, but it, it so keeps. It's, it's, it's leaning on the wall more. Right. It's no. also a straight wall. It, it comes to us. Comes to yeah. Right. It's not It came to a rest. It's not dangling. The straight wall would be. Right, but dangling. It's not resting or anything. Does it matter how slanted the wall is? As long as it works, as long as it's it. Also, oh, yeah, Tyson talks about all the Rishonim talk about that. So, uh, why is it still considered Rishus Rabbim? So, it could be people either you hold that the Rabbim use it, they're makatef on it, or you hold that a kaisel mashupa Rishus Rabbim is always considered Rishus Rabbim. Yeah, very good. All the Rishonim discuss that. Okay, next, next mission. Ziz shelafnei chalon. You have a ledge in front of your. Window, nice and love, and not the men of Shabbos. You could put things on on Shabbos. Let's say you know you don't have room in your refrigerator. You live in Minnesota. You want your soda to get cold. Put your drinks on the ledge, and you could bring it back in. No problem. That's the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, "Hi ziz demapik lehecha." Where is this ziz going? Meaning, when you look down, look out your window. What do you see underneath you? Do you see 
a Rishasarabim? Do you see Rishasarabim? What's going on? You have a ledge that's right over Rishasarabim. Why are we not concerned? Lechash Dilmanafel. Your soda is going to fall off the pour, off the ledge. And you need a drink. Vasi Lissuye. And you go bring it back. Are we concerned they're going to carry from Rishasarabim to Rishasiachid? Ella the map of Maybe it's really above your backyard. Rishasiachid. So Mar says Pshita. Of course, let to put things there. What are we concerned for? You can put your glass Snapple bottles. That you can put there. Why? Because if it indeed falls, there's nothing to do. You're not going to carry it back. It's going to break. So you're only allowed to put things Kalim Hanish Barm because then there will be no concern. What? This is telling me that you can't, that you can, but you can't put the, put the, read the safer on the, on the porch. Ah. Uh. I hear. <laughs> I mean, now you say if it falls off, now you can't even put it on. This is the end of the Mishnah. This is the end of that Mishnah. You're right. Why is the Gemara split it up? Well, hurry, you need to learn this Mishnah before you understand the previous well, Mishnah. Then you weren't putting it down, you were holding it. Right. Okay. Good. Tani nami hachi zishelafnei chalon heyotz l'shus rabim noisin alav kaarois v'koyses kitonias tzleiches all these things that are china dishes all the things that when you get nervous when your kids are holding so all those things you could put on your chalon because if it indeed falls there's nothing to talk about no problem umeshtamish bechol and you're allowed to use the entire uh, ziz. Even if it uh, extends into a kaisel, into a wall. So, meaning anything below that wall, below those is, you could use as well. But that's only only within 10 tvachim, of the, only above 10 tvachim off the ground. So, but once you get within 10 tvachim of the ground, then you cannot use the wall that's, that's uh, attached to this ziz. Now, Next part just gets, just gets a little confusing. Let's you have a ziz underneath it. Meaning you have two ledges. You have a ledge right outside your window. Then you have a lower ledge. I guess you have to like really lean down to be able to access it. So you have two ledges. You have, a, you have your classic ledge outside the window. And you have a ziz echelematim menu. Salach is mishtamish boy. You can use the bottom one. Uba elyon in mishtamish boy. Ela keneged chaloni. You cannot use the top one. Only what's right adjacent to the window. And the Gemara is going to ask, what are we talking about here? So, hi ziz, hi What type of ziz is this? Now, we're, we're focusing on the top one. E de arba. Let's say the ledge does not have dalid by dalid, and it's a makam petorhu. Va'afilu keneger chalonin nami lo So then, even opposite the window, you should not be able to use it. Why? Since it's so small, Things are inev- inevitably going to fall into Rishasarabim, you should not be able to, to use that ledge because it's not going to, to take too much for things to start falling into Rishasarabim. So you should not be able to use that ledge. So, why did, the mish- why did this Bryce say you could use the part that's adjacent to the window? Meaning, you have your window, you have a ledge that comes out of it. It's not dollar by dollar, but the ledge goes beyond the window. So, you only have to use what's adjacent to the window. Why? If it's not a good place to put things because it's automatically going to fall since it doesn't, doesn't have the, the, the minimum area. So then, and 
if it does have dollar by dollar, so then then you're good. We just said, once you have a good ziz, you're allowed to use the entire ziz, the entire wall. So what's going on here? So the Gemara says, The bottom one is a good ziz. It has dollar by dollar tzvachim. Now the chiddush of the bottom one is, even though I don't have great access to it, I have to lean down, it's still fine. So the bottom one, we're good to go. The case over here was the L, you know, in the top one, less be'arba, did not have dollar by dollar, but the mashli matr la'arba. But your windowsill in your house added the, the, the math out of the tzvachim, so you do have dollar by dollar as far as the window is concerned, meaning by using the windowsill as well. So keneged chaloin, so opposite, that adjacent to that window when you are using the windowsill mishtamish, because then you could put, I don't know what you're putting there, you're putting your cake, you're putting something there, you have more area to work with, more surface space. But the chori chaloin who the high geese. Oh, fine. You it's, it's the chor of chalan. It's the it's the hollow of the chalan. But the high geese, the high geese. And once you're going to the sides of the window, there you don't have any space. You put your soda there. It's going to fall off. So then, us sir, you cannot use that area. So why? What was the chiddush? 